The year is 2023. PBS Plus has just launched bringing the world's streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe Shoes and his first mate Mez are here to travel through space and time to bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in. It's time for the Car Jomez Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 367 of the Car Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host as always is... The Magistrate of Caravan City, Captain Joe Shoes from the Car Jomez Podcast. Yeah, you are, buddy. What's up? How you doing? Big week, Gomez. Big, massive, possibly life-changing type of weeks. You know, we often talk about the moments in life, right? We remember the moments. Yes, what life's about. Sometimes it's not necessarily the moment that is the real moment. Like, like you get married to your wife, and I'm sure that was a very special day, but that's not a life-changing moment. For all intents and purposes, you guys were living together. You guys had 19 kids. You've done everything together for years. This is how most couples do. So the wedding is almost like a formality rather than sure. a life-changing moment. But I what you mean. there are still a few of those life-changing moments out there, Gomez. And this Ooh. week, I experienced one myself. Wow, this is this is big. This is big. Gomez, audience of the Car Gomez podcast that listens to this show every Thursday. I sold my toys. What? This is. I've been talking about this for a long time about oh. how I needed to pull down the collection i need to take a step back i had way too much i needed to really focus on what is it that i am going to collect and finally oh my god i made a big big sale somebody came this week picked up over 300 funko pops picked up all of my classic masters my not i shouldn't say classic my vintage masters of the universe figures including my 15 mint on card figures, including my complete Eternia playset with the box, all has been sold, Gomez. This is, oh, oh, it breaks my heart. This is crazy. I have oh. an entire wall of my apartment <laughs> that I haven't seen since I moved into this place four years ago. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Look at all this space. <laughs> I was like, where did this come? I might have to buy a piece of furniture now. Uh, like what do you put here a table you you have been talking you have been talking about selling it that's this is a this is a big day this is crazy and i didn't sell completely everything as you see behind me i still got some stuff stuff. yeah this is all like newer stuff that this guy wasn't interested in he owns a vintage toy store so he was interested in certain stuff and i said uh i'm asking for this much money we worked out a price that was fair to everyone he came by I picked it all up and finally did it. I finally broke down. And now I feel like I got to start recollecting those same figures. <laughs> I, I was going to bring up this week that I bought a toy. I haven't bought a toy in forever. I actually bought a toy this week. What did you and get? And you're selling everything. I'm this selling everything, baby. 
This is like Crazy oh. Eddie's. You want to go back to how old we are? Crazy Eddie's, everything must go. Oh, my God. This guy. Put the commercial in right there. It's Crazy Eddie's greatest stereo sale ever. Get anything and everything in stereo equipment. Get it all now during Crazy Eddie's greatest stereo sale ever. Crazy Eddie, his prices are insane. To find it. So I, I bought a... Uh, oh, you bought nothing screen. because you have a green screen behind Yeah, you. it's not going to work. Well, I bought a Funko Pop. It's from okay. Creep Show. It's uh, I never saw this come out. Apparently, one of my friends found out about it recently. It's a uh, hard to find exclusive, but it's from Creep Show. There's a uh, Creep Show is like an anthology, so it's a bunch of different movies, like six or seven short films in there, you know. Okay. And one of them has Stephen King is in there. A meteor comes down, hits the earth, and he touches it, and he starts growing like plants on his fingers and stuff he starts like turning into a plant so this is a figure of that and it's flocked because oh. he gets like he gets like mossy you know like the plants keep growing on him and he i thought this was a brilliant toy i needed this funko pop bro amazing so, I so you knew about eBay. this before you had it or no i never heard about it oh you had never heard okay never even heard about it it was an exclusive to some website or something like that all these what, fucking like toy tokyo bro. or something some bullshit. I don't remember. What kind of label does it have on it? It doesn't have any label. That's the weird thing. Okay. Is I've never heard of it. I've never seen it anywhere. The only label on there is flocked. I said, just tells Ooh. me it's flocked. That's it. But I, I had to get it. I just, I haven't collected toys in a while. But I'm like, this is something so, I need. So I, the people want to know, Gomez, all the shoonies out there, out in Shoeville, how much did this exclusive flocked plant man oh, Stephen no, King no, cost no. you? Baby, 30 bucks. That's it. Oh. That's not good. Nothing. That's nothing for a, a rare Funko Pop. Come on. That's I'd take it any day. I, I was hoping a, for some for no. a big boy purchase here. No, no. What? No. The most Charlotte I would have thought I need college. <laughs> she don't. Uh <laughs> she don't. Uh I would have spent like 50 bucks. I think, you know. I'm not going crazy on a pop. Although there has been times where I'm like, I might spend a hundred dollars, but I never did. I've never spent more than probably $30, $40 on a toy like that. I think the most I ever spent on a Funko pop was the Rick and summer two pack where they're all jacked up on steroids. Oh yeah. When they did the muscles. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, it, it was a two pack exclusive to, I believe Emerald city comic con probably about five or six years ago now. And I believe I spent about 70 bucks on that, but that would be that, the most I've ever spent on a Funko. That's at least, that's also a two pack. So already, you know, a two pack and an exclusive. And I think I was buying a possibly the worst time ever because it was during peak popularity yeah. of Rick and Morty and Funko too. I like guess. Yeah. And Funko too, for that matter, for sure. Yeah. Jesus, Funko on, on hard times right now, Dusty Road style. Is it? Because I really don't, you know, I, oh, I feel so they've had some very big issues where really? the company has grown too too much. They've created too much stuff. So they yeah. just threw it all in a in a dumpster like the Atari ET video game. Really? It's it's in a landfill out in like New Mexico now, just millions of dollars worth of product. They've had That's massive crazy. layoffs throughout the company. The CEO just stepped down because of a, some kind of scandal somewhere. Uh -oh. I've heard rumors of what uh -oh. it could or could not be, but I don't want to 
feed that's into it. that. <laughs> oh, that's so, yeah. crazy. I didn't know. But I loved Funkos for a long time. And you and I have talked about this because it was it was my gateway back into collecting. It was every character I've ever loved in the same size and style and scale, and they could all hang out together. John Cena, Blanche from the Golden Girls, RoboCop, Slimer. It didn't matter. Mr. T, the Fraggles. You know, everybody hung out together, one big happy family, and I've had them stacked up. I had a whole wall of my old apartment where it was literally just Funkos, Funkos side to side. Uh, but I did find a way to keep the outlets open that way i could charge my phone (laughs) i loved it (laughs) but it was you know now figures are so good and companies are making like really cool stuff of the stuff i really love and i'd much rather have a panthro super seven figure than a funko pop sure so to me I I i still like having the the uh you know the likeness everybody the uniformity of it and yeah, still, I, I still, I still get characters that I would have like this. There's, there's no Stephen King character like this anywhere. I can't get mm. a guy like this. You know, this is crazy. You get the dead kid from fucking Pet Cemetery. Like that's amazing to me. That that's a toy. Like that's just crazy. Listen, that's I don't why know about I, you, I've always loved. It. I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. <laughs> I'm putting you right there, bro. The minute you die, I'm putting you in the sack. I'm burying you. Bring you back, bro. Come on. I don't want to live my life again. Who said dead is better? <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to hit subscribe anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Or if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like this video. Leave some comments right below this video. Remember to follow us on all the social media at Car Jomez. And guys, you guys are slacking. We'd really appreciate it if you could leave some five-star reviews on those podcast apps, Apple, Spotify. That would be super terrific because that all helps us spread the gospel of the Jomez. Spread it. It's just like baby Billy's Bible's bonkers. It's like that. <laughs> but every week. I love it. Oh, what a oh, baby Billy. God bless him. Uh, but Gomez... What? Hit the breaking news music. Oh! Breaking news. Oh, boy. I mean, what could be more breaking than you selling your toys, bro? I mean, that deserved the music. I mean, it did, but I feel like that's the kind of thing our people really want to sink their teeth into is Captain Joe's shoes selling his vintage Masters of the Universe figure collection. Big news. There is so much news this week. Ooh, oh, I'm excited. I'm so very as excited. As we record this episode, the Writers Guild has reached a tentative agreement with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers after five months, and there's going to be a vote. It could be approved this week. Ooh, exciting it's, stuff, bro. It sounds like we've closed the book on the Writers Guild strike this time around, but. Uh. The actor strike yes. is still going. I don't so know how close they are. Think, you would think that with the writers getting settled, this will hope make, make it easier for the actors to get settled. But once again, writers not completely mm. settled yet. Yeah, that's what they thought about the directors. And the directors went and did their own thing. And look what happened. Five months of this bullshit. 
you know, and there are certain things filming now that have gotten exemptions. Exemptions, yeah, like little so studio. Like, we're all striking, stuff. but you know, a couple of you guys can go and finish what you were doing. It's a little so silly. That's a little silly. The Zac Efron, Von Eric movie. Yeah, as apparently one of those things that's like, oh yeah, you guys can go finish that. Yeah, you can finish it, and it's even like letting you promote. Like, oh, there's an exemption for you to promote the movie. It's like, what are we doing? Like, just just you're on strike. A just, strike is a strike, bro. Let's just, like, just sit on. home and and we'll take care of it later, bro. <laughs> uh, Gomez, mm. sticking with the movies. I like movies. The Expendables are <laughs> dead. <laughs> Bro, I can't believe they made a fourth one. I mean, like, who needed this? I've actually seen promotion for this movie. I have, but there's been nothing appealing to me. And and now I'm I am the target audience for this. Movie. We are supposed to be the target audience. And when the first Expendables movie came out, I went to see it at midnight. I was hyped, and I said, if they make a hundred Expendables movies, I will watch. 100 Expendables movies. Guess what? I lied. Yeah. I stopped at three. <laughs> there was 97 Expendables movies that I wasn't ready to watch. And yeah, this was I, one of them. I think I stopped that too. I think these movies are fucking dreadful. Like, they're supposed to be fun. And I'm like, but where's the fun? You get fun for like two minutes and the rest is like, what is happening? I think the first one is fun. Because it's we hadn't had those types of sure. movies in a long time. Well, what about two and three? <laughs> those <laughs> exist. Uh, I just I expected more fun. I expected more over the top, and it gets there a couple times. But then it's like, oh, why couldn't we do that more? Like, oh, I wish there was more like that. Mm -hmm. yeah, I get so it. opening weekend for Expendables four made a whopping total, Gomez, of eight. Point three million on what is over a one hundred million dollar budget. Eight million. That's just wow. Why even bother? Not even <laughs> first place. A very close second place finish to the nun. Part oh, two. Well, you know it's that season, baby. It so. is the spooky snake season. Nun part two made eight point four million, so just barely edged Expendables four. But is up to over $69 million domestic. I was gross. gonna say it's been out. Yeah, it's been out for a bit. So it's been out for a month now. <laughs> yeah, so uh, wait a minute. <laughs> a haunting in Venice coming in third with 6.3 million. Equalizer three, Gomez. Mm. I had no idea this movie was out. So this is a I, Denzel Washington movie. Yeah, so I knew it was coming out, but then I guess with the strike and everything, like there, no one talked about this movie. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, that's right. There's a third equalizer movie. And it's everyone coming back. It's Denzel, it's the director. Like, this yeah, is their thing. The little they girl, like everything. They love making these movies, which is so funny. So it made just under $5 million this week. It has a, I don't know how many week gross. It's probably been out a couple weeks by now. $81.2 million for Equalizer 3. I think that's. I think it came out uh, the beginning of the August. I think. I think so. August. Wow. No, it can't. Right? Be. Oh no, sorry. The beginning of September. We're in September. Oof, Jesus, time but is flying, bro. Hanging <laughs> on to fifth place, Gomez. Can you guess what's hanging on? Oh, it's got to be Barbie, bro. Come on, Barbie. We still party. Wow. Fifth that's place crazy. finish. Just over three million dollars, but six 
$130 million domestic gross. Insane. Well, they did They did do a thing this weekend. They did like an IMAX thing. They re-released Bobby on IMAX. Really? And put, and put some deleted scenes in there. Yeah. Oh. Get to hear Ryan Gosling sing, Boys Just Want to Have Fun. It's very good. I would love to see that actually. I actually just watched Barbie again. I okay, yes. someone sent me a copy of it and I'm watching it again and I stand by everything I said about it. I stand by my opinion of it. This is a really fun good movie. It is really good. So it's not often that I rewatch something so soon sure, after yeah. the fact. Definitely. But I was like, you know, like Maybe I was just caught up in the hype or something. No, I yes. wasn't. I was right. It's good. It's always good to validate your opinion. Always. Yes. Very important stuff. <laughs> uh, leaving the movies for a little bit, Gomez McDonald's. Ooh, what these sons of bitches doing besides not giving me Oreo pies? Well, they ain't giving you this either, except if oh, you're only at my... one U.S. Oh, location. What the fuck are we doing, bro? So, I better Gomez... not be good. It probably is not something that you're going to care for. Okay, all right. But I just want to talk about the location. And we have a listener, Justin Michael, listens every week. He lives by this location. So he works in the area, so he'll go and check out this stuff. It is the International Headquarter Restaurant for McDonald's. It's in Chicago. And what they do is they get all of these international menu items, and they'll rotate them in and out on their menu for this one location in chicago that's cool so one of the things hitting that this week is sweet potato fries interesting now me i fucking hate sweet potato anything you want to know why because sweet potatoes are not potatoes they're yams masquerading as alternate potatoes which they're not their yams. I hate these fucking things because people think, oh, it's so easy. Why don't you just substitute sweet potato? Because they suck. That's it's why very I don't different. substitute. It's so different. Like, uh, you can't, bro, I want a nice salty potato. You're giving me this sugar. Like, I don't want this. It's totally different. No, thank you. Why is potato allow this to happen? Why do they allow the yams to... The to... potato union should go on strike. This is bullshit. Where are the Irish when we need them? They're doing it on purpose to you. They're like <laughs> the one time we've needed them. Uh, Gomez, Auntie Anne's pretzels. You like an Auntie Anne pretzel? Fucking love an Auntie Anne's pretzel. Premium Ooh. location for mid mall snacking. Yes. Yes, the best. Mm. So this week they've come out with a limited time item: confetti what? pretzel nuggets. I guess I'm going to the fucking mall this week, bro. Now, I'm a pretzel bite guy. That's my go-to snack at the movies. This one is confetti pretzel pretzel nugs with sweet cookie crumble and rainbow sprinkles dusted with sugar crystals. This is like, I'm about to pause the podcast and go right now, bro. (laughs) This is fucking good shit. I don't know. I think just from seeing pictures online, I think this may be a little too much for me. I would definitely try it. I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy it. Mm. Do you ever get the the cinnamon pretzels, or you only no? I'm a I'm a regular. I'm a salty. We get I get one and one. I like a little sweet. I like a little salty. Mm. I remember the first time I had like a mid mall pretzel. It was like a life changer because I was so used to. We're we're from New York City, where the 
the hard pretzel, Ugh. right? Is yeah. is a it, like I should I shouldn't yeah. say the hard pretzel, but the baked pretzel is yeah. like a thing on always every street hard, corner. <laughs> that's why. But that's yeah. the thing. They're they're always rock hard. I, I remember being a kid going to baseball games with my parents, and it was like their thing. Like after the game, they there would be some guy selling pretzels out of a shopping yeah. cart. The shopping that, cart still happening, bro. Still happening. Well, I'm glad that that, that has been kept alive. Yeah. Uh, but it was when I first had like a mall pretzel. I believe it was called Pretzel Time. It wasn't Pretzel Time. Time Pretzel Time is good. I love so, Pretzel Time. They got the banging cheese, hot cheese. The first time I had Pretzel Time. Uh, my we were visiting family in upstate New York, and we go to this mm-hmm. mall, and there's this pretzel time. We're like, okay, we got one pretzel to share between us, and we were like, holy fuck, we're buying a dozen of these pretzels. <laughs> it was yep. a life changer. Like we had never understood that a pretzel could be so much more. Yes, and it was Buttery pretzel soft. time to bring us in, say, yo, baby girl, come in for the real thing. And gave us that warm embrace with that buttery yeah. goodness that we could not get enough. Yeah, you want them shiny fingers from that like, buttery goodness. Yes. I truly believe that my mom would call like her family, like her sisters and stuff after that, and be like, yo, we had this fucking pretzel. Like, you gotta try this shit. <laughs> I love, I love a more problem. Oh, man, you, you got me going to the mall now, bro. I need a regular pretzel. I need some. Crazy party. I don't know when the last time I've ever been to the mall was, but I'm in the pretzel mood now. Do you have something close by that you could get one of these pretzels? I honestly don't even know. That's sad. We got to get you some of these things. I don't even know where the mall is. I I don't know. I don't know where your mall is. Like, Like we have like giant. It's not a strip mall because it's bigger than that, but it's that kind Mm -hmm. of like outdoor walk around, you know. Sure. So it's it's like a mall, but it's really not. Like it's not all indoors, and you get on the escalator. There's no escalator. That's how I, I I feel like if it's a mall, you need an escalator. Target sometimes have pretzels when you go to their little food area, but I don't know. You know, I don't know how good they are. I just know they got them. Hey, the season wouldn't be complete without a pumpkin sighting, right, Gomez? Oh, what, what, what are we putting pumpkin in now, bro? So this one doesn't necessarily apply to you or I, but a lot of our West Coast listeners, and we are pretty big on the West Coast now, which I appreciate. Thank you guys for you. finding us and tuning in. Everybody in Texas, California, New Mexico, Arizona, those numbers are going mm. up wildly every week. It's actually insane to look at the map whenever I do. But for all you people who have a jack-in-the-box nearby, okay, you've got some pumpkin croissant bites heading your way. Pumpkin you get croissant. them in either three or six piece. They're bite-sized. They look almost like pizza roll size, frozen pizza roll size. Mm. And it says they're bite-sized, filled with warm, sweet pumpkin filling and joy. <laughs> well, now you know it's delicious, that extra ingredient there. I mean, <laughs> What's the secret <laughs> ingredient? Not so much of a secret, my man. It's joy. <laughs> I love it. No, that but it's probably good. If you like that stuff, that might be. I love a croissant, so you know, I, I would like it. Uh, not really up my alley. I would probably yeah. ignore it. If I happen to be somewhere where there's a jack in a box, I can see myself trying it just for the, the shits and giggles of it. I'm a shits and giggles Dude. type of guy. Are you a, a croissant? Do you like croissants? Are you? I, I'm a big nice. croissant guy. Ooh, I'll tell you, so one of good. my one of my go to snacks. 
is I mm. love going to like a Walmart or a supermarket, anywhere that's got a bakery yeah. section. And, and I love the, buying the yeah. little plastic yeah, the little tin. thing of yeah, the fresh little, croissants. And yeah. I just take them and I come home and snack on croissants. Sometimes I it's get in a best. croissant mood. Yeah, I love that. That's great. I do that all the time. Love it. They, we When I worked in Midtown Manhattan, we had this restaurant. It's a chain restaurant, but I don't know how big of a chain it is. But it's called All Bomb Pain. And it was yeah, supposed to be like... Anymore. I, I really don't know. It was kind of like Panera before Panera. Kind of, yeah. It was pastries and, and it stuff. had like... Well, it was like kind of um, gourmet type of sandwiches and wraps. And then it had its little bakery and stuff. But after a certain time, the bakery items would be 50% off. So at that time, yours truly would go in every day and get a chocolate croissant because I love a chocolate croissant. Yeah. When I first had a chocolate croissant, I keep going back to the first time I've eaten everything today. I love it. But when I first had a chocolate croissant, my mom brought it home. I want to say it was like after church or something one day when I was like a kid. And she's like, oh, this one has chocolate. And I was like, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Yeah, that was the like, shit. <laughs> Welcome to the fucking future, boys. We got chocolate in our croissants. <laughs> that was always like uh that place was always in hospitals. Like that was the hospital cafeteria in a lot of places. It yeah, like, airports oh. and stuff they used to be all yeah. over. I don't really see them anymore. I don't really I don't over. that's what I mean. I don't I don't know if they exist. I think I looked it up recently because we actually talked about the chocolate croissant. Funny you brought it up because it's something we haven't talked about or had in forever. And I was like, yo, remember that chocolate croissant you used to always get? I think there's like one or two, like they're not around anymore. I guess Panera, big bad Panera said, Watch Fuck out, it. boys. Panera's so overrated. I I like Panera, it's just it's so expensive. It's, it's like, so expensive, it's especially for much. portion size. Yes, it is. You sp- like me and Kelly go, we're spending forty dollars for fucking lunch. It's like, bro, I could have got a steak. I could have like really enjoyed this meal. So yeah, and I, it's, it's like a three bite sandwich. Like, yeah, oh, it's cool. Rough. You put you put a piece of fresh tomato in here somewhere. Great. But the good thing you. is, you could get that mac and cheese at your local supermarket. So that's good. You oh, get the little okay. thing. Well, that helps. Mm, it does. <laughs> uh, back to a little more entertainment news, Gomez. I know. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we do got a lot. I said a lot of news. That's all right. Week. No, I go back to the entertainment. All right. Okay. Disney Plus. This is not necessarily brand new news, but price increases are coming. Bob Iger's yeah. been out there saying that they've had their streaming service priced incorrectly for this entire time and he they did is well i mean that's why we loved it yeah exactly (laughs) but like you can't just give it to people for a certain price and then turn around and say psych you know like the wwe network wwe network yeah when they opened at 9.99 i thought that was insanity insane because i've been preparing myself and at that point too i was still watching wrestling every week and when they tell you on opening day, you're going to have every pay-per-view ever available to you. And we're going to start rolling out other stuff slowly but surely. But we're going to give you more and more and more. And we're going to do it for 10 bucks. Insane. And you're going to get the pay-per-views monthly pay-per-views. Yeah, that's when they lost their minds, too. I was like, what? This is, I don't even understand. I mean, it's working out now fine. You know, they're signing new deals and stuff. But back then, it was like all the money you threw on that table is just insane. I, if you would have charged $20, yeah, I, I think it was going to be at least 20 bucks, $19.99. Legitimately, like Netflix. I assumed it was going to be $30 a month 
because it would be the basically the price of a paper. Price of a paper. I think pay per views at that time were thirty dollars a month, twenty nine ninety nine or whatever, maybe even a little more. But at thirty dollars a month, if you tell people you're going to get your monthly pay per view included, and then on top of that, you're going to have all of this decades worth of content yeah. at your fingertips. Saturday night's main event, every pay per view ever, search by wrestler. Oh, you want to watch your litany of crash holly matches at your fingertips bro Insane. here you go and every month there's gonna be new stuff because guess what we're a television content company and we yeah. keep putting out more stuff yep it's true it's so it i even thought insane. 30 dollars a month i don't know if i would have been in such a rush to sign up for 30 dollars a month but I thought it was a price that they could have gotten me at. Yes, I agree. 100%. But Di Disney Plus now is trying to make that up. Yeah, that, that's what you fucked up. Now they're putting services out with ads, with no ads, all that bullshit. So stupid. So with no ads, the price of Disney Plus alone is going up 27%. 27% from $10.99 a month to $13.99 a month. It doesn't sound like that much, but when you look at percentages, it's like, wow, that's yes, a lot. Of, that's a fucking big jump. Yes. Then, of course, they own Hulu, and Hulu with no ads is going up 20% from yeah, $14.99 a month to $17.99 a month. And now we're getting into the that's, territory. That's rough because I got that one. So I have it with ads. So yeah, I don't even I do know, know what I pay because I have the bundle with yeah. Disney Plus and now ESPN Plus, and now they're trying to sell ESPN, so that may not be included in my bundle anymore. Yeah, I don't think it is. Yeah, I think it's not. So it's if you crazy. have it, if you have it with ads by themselves, Disney and Hulu go for seven ninety nine a month by you know individually. If you get them bundled, you get them both for nine ninety nine a month which is like, okay, that's not so bad. I was getting them bundled with ESPN Plus, which is great because I get to watch all the hockey now that they have the NHL deal. Yes. So I can basically out, yeah. turn on any Penguins fucking... It's like having the NHL package with this ESPN great. Plus thing right now. It's that's incredible. Um, I was paying like $13.99 a month for everything. Yes. It was spectacular. Yeah. So now I don't know what's happening with ESPN Plus. Everything's going up, and now... They're going to start to crack down on the password sharing. So now you have that to look forward to if you share it or split it with family or friends or whoever. Bullshit, bro. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's a lot, though. 17 just for Hulu. I don't know. I got to think about that one. Well, you know what else is bullshit? Amazon Prime Video, Gomez. What the fuck they doing? Well, you know, you got to pay every year just to have it. Yes, but that's like not enough. For, uh, I believe it's 140 now per year. Okay, yeah. Which honestly, it's not, not bad because you're not really paying up to the for months. that. You're not no, really that's paying the, for that. Yeah. You're paying for the shipping. For the shipping, yes. It was always the, the shipping. Hey, is a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Until they're like, hey, let's put billions of dollars into products. Well, that's the problem now. So now they got to make <laughs> up that money. And now they want to charge you for not having ads. We're going to incorporate ads on everything unless you pay another $3 a month starting in 2024. That's ridiculous, bro. It's not enough money. You need another $30 from me. What, what are we doing? Like, what and are now, we... on top of these people wanting more of your money, 
here comes Elon Musk. <laughs> it's fucking jerk off. And this week it came out that he is discussing the possibility of charging for Twitter. Now, I just you want to talk about it. something that is not going to work. I just don't get like <laughs> how did this like like the minute it comes out of his mouth, it should be four hundred people going that no that's 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 not a that's not a good idea that that's a terrible idea. Instead, it's okay if you say so. What are we doing? This would be five cents, and people still wouldn't pay for it. In all honesty, if it was five cents a month, I'm not paying for it. Yeah, just the price. I've been using Twitter it. for 15 years yeah. for free, and and now you've overloaded me with sponsored posts and sponsored yes. ads. That's how you. Make and I said, money. "Fuck it, whatever." And you've you've taken away my, um, uh, what do they call it? The fucking timeline in order. Yeah, I'll my chronological order. Now yeah, I gotta fucking please. switch pages to find yeah. the stuff I for actually want to look yeah. at. Yeah, the for you page. So Bullshit. you've taken away all that shit, and I said, "Ah, fuck! I I, I can't complain. It's free." Well, you Still know free. what? Free. It's not <laughs> free. It ain't for me, bro. It's just I just I don't understand. No one is doing that. It's just <laughs> what I'm gonna be sad over is when this happens because I'm looking at it as a when more than an if. I'm sure because every time this guy says something, it's because he's already got plans 80% yes. done. Yes, it's true. So when this happens, I'm going to be upset that I've just lost 15 years of fucking gold that I have tweeted out. All my very funny jokes that I've made, my observations and my wit, my musings, my drawings of zebras, all of that will be gone. You got to start saving some good ones and and bring it over to the threads and be like, hey, look, I'm funny, guys. Look at That's this That's what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to move everything over to threads because I can't get a blue sky uh, invite code yet. Soon as I get it, it's coming your way, baby. Don't worry. Uh, but, yeah, I can't imagine most people paying no. for Twitter. I, now, I had a hard time believing anyone would pay for Twitter blue when that started. But yet, here we are. A bunch of people decided they needed to pay because... They needed to have their tweets forced on people who didn't want, which is basically what you're paying for, because now there's no such thing as organic reach. It's all about you have to pay the eight dollars to have your tweet be seen by anyone in the first place. But it's it's true. So and all these social media things have done like it's not like fucking threads is any better or Instagram is any better. Uh, Instagram yeah. has become a god forsaken shithole since they got rid of the chronological order. The bombardment of sponsored posts is fucking terrible. Where I gotta hit snooze sponsor post every 11 minutes and hope it fucking takes at one point. Same thing that happened with Facebook. I just don't understand how they make money off making the user experience so fucking miserable. I think because most people are just scrolling, they're not even paying attention. If you told people right now, you know, every every fourth post on your Facebook when you're scrolling is an ad, they'll go, wait, what? And if you do it, every fourth post on your Facebook is an ad. And uh, I think just people are just used to it. They're just used to scrolling. It's just mindless. It just That's yeah, how they get away with it. For someone like me who, for better or worse, I do consider myself a content creator. And I'm out there putting out videos sure, and podcasts course. and whatever. Yes. And I'd like for the people who follow me to actually Would be, nice, be able right? to see yeah. that, hey, nice. Shoes did this today. Shoes posted this today. And then whenever I post like a link like or a photo saying, 
hey, come listen to this week's podcast. It says, seen by 37 people. And I go, come on. Got a lot more followers than 37, bro. (laughs) Come on. Uh, It's it's annoying. It is. Now, me yelling at Elon Musk is not going to fix that. And apparently nothing is going to fix that because I'm far from the only person yelling about fucking chronological timelines within social media. I don't understand why that's such a premium concept that it's. Because you know, no one, because they don't care. They want you to see what they want you to see. They don't give a shit. It's, it's no, look at this. Look at this. But like, what I want to see is yes, what I want to see. It's not, yes. you know, my friend oh, tweeting five minutes ago, not twelve hours ago. Yeah, yeah. you know, I want to be able to wish someone a happy birthday on their birthday, not a week ago when I finally saw them post about it. The new thing on Facebook is like you put up a. Uh, you put up an album of pictures, and then like six days later, one random one... picture from the album is showing up on people's time. Like, what? I'm like, that happened oh. to me I was like... recently where I posted a couple photos. I believe it was just something I posted about for Brian making the PWI 500. And then I looked at it as myself yeah. being one half sure. of that, right? Damn so right. I put, but here's the road to being one half of number 221 <laughs> in the PWI 500. And I posted like five photos from over the year. And like four days later, one individual photo got like seven likes. Yeah. Because it pops up on your feed. Why did this happen? Where did this come from? You people are fucking creeps. It's it's the funniest thing. It's like so there's just always something wonky about these fucking apps. Oh god. I don't get it. (laughs) I don't I don't get why making the user experience so fucking difficult is the way we have to go from here on out. And I don't get why these people running the streaming services are basically going to reinvigorate the cable company and the cable market by hiking up your price, uh, your cost list for these apps. It's fucking terrible. It's, it's rough. It's getting rough. I'm spending a little too much money here. Yeah. I mean, that was the reason we all, Record cutters in the first cut place. Cut the cord, baby. I was, I was like, what? I don't need this shit. Instant cut the cord. And now it's like, it's the same price. What's the difference? At this point, you, you might as well get all the fucking TV channels, right? With the DVR. Yeah. Why not? Uh, who needs Hulu if I got a fucking DVR now? It's true. The Hulu, especially, I mean, now that the strike is supposedly over, but I mean, I'm not really watching it on Hulu because Hulu's the, well, you know. Oh, watch. Vacation Friends Part 9 is going to keep yeah. you fucking subscribed to Hulu? I, John I Cena, wait. I love you, but not that much. I can't wait. Where are they going to go next time? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was the news, Gomez, but I just wanted to wrap something up, a little follow-up from last week where I said mm-hmm. winning time on HBO had been canceled. Yes, well, last yeah. week was the final episode was the seventh in season two. And I want to say that winning time finished out pretty damn strong. Mm, that's good. So to I, know. I finished the final two episodes and I was like, wow, like I, those two episodes were really, really good because they kind of fast forwarded the timeline a little bit. They kept it moving where you weren't just stuck in this one season, sure. but they must've known they weren't getting renewed because the way they closed out, I heard. Yeah. It becomes very like a throwaway rush job with like the cards at the end where it's like, you know, next year the Lakers won the championship and they went on to have a great rivalry with the Celtics. You know, there's like the words on the screen, whatever, explaining to you, like, I guess where the show could have gone had it been picked up. 
And but it it ends with the Lakers losing, and then it says the Lakers would go on to face the Celtics many more times and would win two of the three contests between them in the NBA. It's like, wow, you ended it on a downer just to give me you a ended, fucking... yeah. It's crazy. And with the Celtics winning on the Lakers show, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So, but the episodes were fun because they did expedite the process. They got you through like three seasons, kind of in a hurry, and it felt like, oh, like we're. But it wouldn't like not in a way where it felt rushed, but you just felt like the story was moving and kind of getting you to that Larry Magic stuff, which is what we felt like we were kind of building toward the whole time anyway. Yes, that is what we want. That's that's the whole thing. Like we're excited. Bird magic, let's go, show us. And then uh no. <laughs> so winning time, 17 episodes in total between the two seasons. Listen, I'm gonna give it my you know, my thumbs up, my recommendation. If you haven't watched it at all. Obviously, now's a good time to start because it's not like there's going to be any more episodes for you to fall behind on. Hmm. Okay. I, I'll definitely check it out eventually. No rush now that it's done, but I would like to see how they wrap things up. I am interested. Hmm. I have a follow-up from last time, Joe. I would love to hear it. I went to White Castle, and I tried the Cheesy Rings. baby you get them in like a three pack a five pack and like an eight pack some shit like that i got the five pack and i gotta say these fucking things are cheesy bro it is at some points i was like whoa it's a lot of cheese i need to take a cheese break like it's like just there is just cheese everywhere it's it's pretty good i love the sound of that if you want the cheese bro it's got the cheese you getting it so I, I mean, I would give a thumbs up definitely if you want that. If, if cheese rings sound like something you want, brother, how thick are they? Are they about you. the thickness of a chicken ring, or they're considerably thicker, like a mozzarella stick? No, definitely not a mozzarella stick. A little fatter chicken ring, but not not so much fatter. Just like a little bit. It, it looks like an onion ring. I was gonna say know? like an onion ring. Then it looks kind of like an onion ring, and then there's just cheesy goodness in there instead of an onion. So yeah, it sounds better than an onion. Oh da- uh, yeah, I'm not a bit. I don't mind onions, but not an onion ring. I don't. No, no, thank you. Fall in the fries. Get that shit out of here, bro. And I was Actually, upset. What I like onion rings, but only as nah. a once in a while type of thing. Nah, I'm not. I'm not a big like. I like. I like fried onions, stuff like that. The onion ring, you bite it, a fucking onion falls out. You got to. That's annoying. I'm not a mm-hmm. big fan. You know. I was gonna say. uh White Castle has a freestyle machine, the Coca-Cola freestyle machine. So I was excited because I'm like, oh, I'm going to get some high C and I'm get my orange high C. It's been a while. Right? I get it. I already poured it and was enjoying my orange, but I noticed they had a pineapple high C. So I got to make a trip back to White Castle because I ain't never seen no pineapple high C before. Now, I'm not a big high C drinker, but I do not ever remember a pineapple high C. No. They have the cherry, the strawberry. Now they do like a cherry vanilla. Like they mix some flavors together already. It's okay. But a pineapple. Oh, I love me some pineapple. So I'll, maybe I'll report back Are next week. Are you a big pineapple guy? Pineapple flavor? I love a pineapple. Love the flavor. Love the candy. A real pineapple. I just, I love pineapple. Yep, I'm a yeah, pineapple not, guy. not for me at yeah, all. Yeah, we know. Fruit boy. We know, fruit boy. Hey, uh, that's a slur. I will not be slurred on my own show. Thank you very much. Sometimes you deserve to be slurred on, bro. I'm not going to uh, lie. I, I don't believe that exists. I'm just 
This is a slur-free zone, sir. <laughs> Gomez, as things end, new things begin. So as winning time comes to an end, what rises from the ashes but a brand new show over on Peacock called The Continental from oh, the that world came of out? John Wick. Oh, I knew it was coming out. I didn't know it come out. Okay. Now, I was under the impression that this was a television show. A yeah. series. Yeah. It's not it's a series, but not of television. It is of more John Wick movies. Oh, how long is this fucking episode? Bro? An hour and 28 minutes. That's a fucking movie, bro. Let me tell <laughs> And there's two more of these to come. So they At just made point, a movie. <laughs> they made three movies. They made a movie and cut it up. Say, hey, let's let's just do this. So I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, like I just put it on without even thinking, assuming it's yeah. probably gonna be like a one hour drama or something. Of you course, know? that's what I figured. And then I'm watching it, I'm like, wow, like this is fucking long, huh? Like it's gotta be almost done. And I hit the pause button, it's like I'm 41 minutes in. I've got 41 minutes to go. That, that, nothing worse than that. It's like, I'm wait, like, what? what the fuck an, just happened? So this is a prequel of the John Wick movies set in 1970s New York, and we're seeing the world through the eyes of a young Winston. As oh, that's comes, interesting. Okay, yeah, and he's coming into prominence. He, we're, we're learning Winston's backstory and how he comes into being the controlling officer of the New York Continental. Okay, way before you could become excommunicado. <laughs> which I think is the coolest word ever. It's great. It's great stuff. Okay. How did you... Uh, I know it's long, but did you enjoy <laughs> some of it at least? I don't think it's great. Okay. And then when you add the time, it's yeah. now... It's not terrible by any means. It's it's okay, but you got to really like the John Wick movies and the the lore behind the kind it, of yeah. canon that they built yeah, up around yeah. the continental you have to really be into that going in to be able to enjoy this so if that's not your thing i would say stay away from it even for just the one episode that's been out they'll be coming out on the next two following fridays to complete the series but you have to really want to know more about the canon of the continental and the background on that and these rules and all this bullshit that takes place yeah, I'm into it, but not like you know. Uh, it's interesting, like I, the idea of it, Winston. Like, okay, that that intrigues me, so I'm interested. But if it's just like a random character telling me about the Continental, I wouldn't be as excited to check it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so far, I like that they're doing doing it the way that they did. But like I said, the the time alone. When I think I'm getting into a one hour episode, because I literally put it on, going. Ah, I've got a little time. Let's let's check this out. And then it's no, like you didn't, bro. I don't have a day anymore. <laughs> oh, and that's on Peacock, right? Okay. That's on Peacock. Yes. All right, we'll have to check that out, Joe. I, I did you know this? We're talking new shows. Do you know there's a new Tiny Tunes on the Max app? I'm sorry, what? They made Tiny Tunes. There's like a Tiny Tunes reboot. It's called so, Tiny Tunes University. I knew that this was coming eventually. Like I had, yeah, remember no. it when they redid Pinky and the Brain. 
Yeah. Right. Was it Pinky in the Brain that they redid? Animaniacs. They did Animaniacs. Animaniacs. That's what it was. Yeah. About a year ago or so. And they gave Little us Animaniacs. Ago. And I don't know, man. Animaniacs didn't hit for me. I don't necessarily I know. I thought if it, was it was fine. It was like, it's okay. It was okay. But yeah. I'm just, I'm also not nine years old anymore either. Yes, it's, exactly. It's, it's a certain style of comedy. Yeah, exactly. So I think th- that kind of took me out of where I would have been excited to see a new Tiny Toons. But Tiny Toons, for the longest time, made me wonder, like, why weren't these characters higher utilized? Yes, like, why Tiny did they never Toons use? Was super over in its time. Love Tiny Toons. It had a direct-to-VHS uh, movie that was, like, a yes. big seller at the time. Yeah. One Summer. of the best Nintendo games, original NES games of the all best. time. That, that Tiny yeah. Toon Adventures game, which is basically like Super Mario 3, fucking great. And Amazing. it was just like these characters went dormant for yeah. so long. And it's the truth. Warner Brothers couldn't think of anything to fucking do with them. Even when they bring back the other Looney Tunes, they never like they never cross-pollinate no, Looney Tunes never. and Tiny Tunes. It's a like fucking Space Jam. Never... Like, we couldn't put Buster yeah. Bunny in Space Jam? Why wouldn't Buster Bunny be in Space Like, it's the truth. I don't understand. I never understood that, ever. And, uh, yeah, so there's a new series. It came out, like, two, three weeks ago. I forgot. I keep forgetting to bring it up. Yeah, bro. Probably the beginning of the month. And I was like, oh, I watched one episode. It's interesting. It's okay. You know, the voices are obviously all different. They're kind of not really trying to be the voices like they're kind of doing their own thing so it takes a little bit getting used to but i mean it's all your familiar faces and uh oh there's like a like kind of a goth tweety character tweety bird character i think that's a new character all the rest are regular babs is there babs and buster are now twins i was gonna say they're they're brother and sister now i remember hearing a story about sister now yeah and so, like, it's a big deal that the twins are being separated in college. And so Babs is doing the girl thing and Buster's doing the boy thing. Oh, you know, those, those stereotypes of college stuff. Yeah. So, one episode, I don't know if it's so, if it's going to be for you. Like you said, Animaniacs wasn't for you. This might not be for us. This probably but, not you know, for me. I it's will characters check it out. We love, so, That's you know, the thing. I'll check it out because I out. do have a great affinity for Tiny Toon Adventures. And, I mean, have you – I got I haven't seen one thing about it. Only because yeah. I scrolled. I don't even think it was on the top. I went down some and I said, Tiny, what the fuck is this? And I had to click it. So I don't know. These fucking stream. We say it every week, right? These streaming services. What are we doing? <laughs> uh, speaking of streaming services, Gomez, hit my booger red music. You've done it now. You've done it. Made a big mistake. Gomez. You done it now. You finally got Grand Admiral Throne. Yes. Ahsoka, episode six, far, far away. Gomez, we finally see Grand Admiral Thrawn, and he's just chilling. Just doing his thing. <laughs> just it's casually me. waiting for someone to come pick him up like a fucking Uber. <laughs> that's him he's always calm cool and collected bro he's always calculated love it it was good it was good to see him uh 
you know, I love he just popped up. It's like, we ain't gonna, this it. He's coming, boom, he's here, boom. Like, it was no, like, uh, pop circumstances. It's like, here he is. Yeah. He's like, hey, what's up, everybody? I'm throwing. Like, he just, like, <laughs> kind of showed up. Hey, uh, you know, I uh, hear some things online. People making fun of my boy, his appearance. I get it. You know, it's a little weird, the blue face. He's also an older man. But, I mean, you know, the stories I read, Thrawn is is young. This is 15, 20 years of battle. So this Thrawn is probably in his 60s. So I, I kind of, I don't mind that he's old. Sure, he looks different. But, again, it's a different Thrawn. This is not the Thrawn that's young, up and coming. This is a battle-tested guy. So, you know, I get he looks a little old. I'm all right with it. Yeah, I don't have a lot of connection to the character of Grand Admiral Thrawn outside of Rebels. So Couple he's, like, episodes, younger there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's the same guy who voiced him in Rebels yes. who was actually performing yes, him that's cool in live that action, which I, I think is very cool. Um, I'm really into this Ahsoka show. It's great. Like at this point, like I, I'm really into it. We only have two episodes remaining. One episode by the time this episode of our show comes out. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm going to miss it when it's gone. And like, this is what I mean, where it's like, you only gave us eight episodes. Like, could we have, is this something we could have, Played out to 15. 100 percent Why not? But they don't they don't think like that no more. They they gotta milk everything, you know. But the problem is then when we get in season two. But that's because there's a lot that needs to be wrapped up before we go. And when are we getting another season? If if we do indeed get a season two of Ahsoka, because now who the fuck knows what Disney's gonna do when it comes to anything streaming, sure, and especially if all their Think about it. If all there, it is not unreasonable to think that they are going to lose a huge amount of subscribers. I do not think that's unreasonable with the price increases. No, of course, it's not it like they have such a amazing. They have their Disney shit, right? And their Disney shit's always going to be their Disney shit. But that's not for but everyone. It's not for everyone. A lot of these streaming shows that were made for Disney Plus have not been for a lot of people. No. You know, if you're not a Star Wars Marvel fan, which I think there's a lot of cross pollination between those two <clears throat> fan bases, sure. but if that's not something that's up your alley, if you're like more of a traditional Disney person, what have you really gotten? Access to the new Muppet Babies? Just, just access to the library, really. That's access all you pay for. And after you've watched it once, maybe yeah. twice, because the novelty was still there, holy fuck. I got to go watch Oliver and company. Let me tell you, I went and watched Oliver and company because I saw it in theaters as a kid. And I had these great memories of seeing Oliver and company. And then my mom taking me to pizza hut for a personal pan pizza afterwards. It was great. And then I would go to the video store for months looking for Oliver and company. And I'd say, mom, why can't I find Oliver and company and months mom, Where's Oliver and Company? I want to see Oliver and Company again. You know what? I never got to see it until Disney Plus, and then I realized why. Because it sucks. It's ten pounds of suck in a five-pound bag. It sucks. It sucks. It's sucking. Oliver and Company. Is terrible. And you know what? That alone made me consider canceling my Disney Plus subscription because now I got to say, these are the motherfuckers who made me think I needed to rewatch Oliver and Company. 
Maybe all these movies are bad when I rewatch them. <laughs> I don't want to see another movie from them. <laughs> uh, it's true, though, bro. Uh, you know, after this, uh, Loki comes out, right? October, the first yep. week of October. Yep, next week. And then uh, what do we got to look forward to that we need to pay this service for? I really don't know. And now that I'm thinking about it, I, I really don't see any reason why I would continue keeping this unless I'm able to keep my three-pronged bundle for a similar mm-hmm. price with, with Hulu and ESPN+, Plus, especially with hockey season starting up again. But, man, uh, and then I guess when Ahsoka comes back, I can renew my subscription well, that's, two years that's, from now. Yeah, that, and that's what I did for HBO. Fuck and then that. I'll wait until all eight episodes are out. There that you way go I too. can that renew too. for one month. You just pay for one month, yeah. Bang them all out. It's true. For HBO, I didn't teach HBO except when it was Game of Thrones time. I paid for it for three months, watched Game of Thrones, and then I canceled it. I was like, I don't need this for 12 months. Now I get it free with AT&T, so that's the only reason I have Max. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I wouldn't keep it unless yeah. there's something I want to watch. And like you said, why would you pay month by month? No, get it when everything's out and bang it out. If you really liked winning time, why wouldn't you wait until all seven episodes were up? Yes. Unless you're someone who's watching HBO religiously for other stuff as well. But if there's only maybe. one or two shows maybe that you're into, movies at this point, I'm sorry. You want a movie? There's no sense in fucking keeping a service to, oh, this is where I could get my DC movies. At this point, dude, fucking rent them for when you're in the mood to rent them or just fucking digital download, buy the shit. Put it you in your Amazon if you account. Really, yes, if you really need those DC movies, you should buy yeah. it. And you would save a lot of money. Like those people, I'm going I'm to keep Peacock so I can watch The Office anytime. Bro, just buy the box set and you'll save some money. <laughs> yeah. Buy the whole thing on digital. What could the whole thing on digital cost you? A hundred bucks? At most, probably. There's probably always a deal or something, you know, I'm sure. Yeah. Crazy. I love uh, so that's, I, but regardless, yes, I am enjoying this Ahsoka season. Yeah, I will be great. sad when it's over. 100%. First two episodes were like, eh, but once that third one started picking up, and now I'm just full board. Let's go, Star Wars. I'm ready to read my uh, because I got Grand Admiral Thrawn books I never read. I read mm-hmm. the the newest ones that came out like a year or two ago. I never read that trilogy, so I'm like, I think it's time to, to start opening the Star Wars books again. Oh, here Uh-oh. we go. Love it. I love it, bro. It's got me hyped. I love that feel. That's what I want. I want to be excited. On yes. Tuesdays, I, I'm the Tuesday when it comes out. I'm watching that at nine o'clock. I'm like, I need to watch Ahsoka. I can't wait till the morning. I'm watching that night now. They got me pumped. That's what I want. I want to be excited for Star Wars. Listen, I want to be excited for something. I don't. I don't come on here, and I've said this before, and I don't yes. think you do either. You don't do no. this either. We don't come on here just to be like hot take. Oh fuck this! No. I hate this. But if I don't like something, we don't like it. I don't like it, and I'll tell you why I don't like it. Yeah, I'm no. not going to say I don't like it for the simple reason of I don't like it. I'm going to give you a reasoning as to why I don't like it. Like Blue Beetle. Plenty of people out there still incorrectly enjoy Blue Beetle. Incorrectly being the predominant word there. I, but I told you. I gave you specific reasons why I did yes. not like Blue Beetle. So Always. at the very least, maybe you do. And you say, eh, I that disagree with him. Me. Yeah, but you know what? At least me. he's not talking shit for the sake of it. Hopefully you no, think that way. No, no, no. When I pick movies, if I pick 
three movies a year that I'm like, Joe's going to hate this. This is for a reaction. That's like three times a year. For the most part, I want to watch fun stuff. I want to come on here and talk about how amazing this was. And guys, you need to see this. That's that's the point of this show. One of the main reasons I stopped watching wrestling was because I stopped enjoying wrestling. Yes. And I found myself every time watching shit going, this fucking sucks. This is stupid. Why? And it's yes. like, there's so much out there that is good that I enjoy. I have so many other hobbies and interests that I like, why am I wasting time dedicating time, a significant amount of time every week to something that makes me angry, makes me 100%. upset makes me have feelings like that I don't want to feel when I could go and do something else and be perfectly happy. That's why I stopped watching wrestling. I mean, the thing that put it over the top, and I'll say it straight out, is I don't, you know, it's not a secret, is watching the WrestleMania that one year where it was Triple H versus Sting, and then the yes. NWO came out yeah. to, for some reason, to fucking help Sting, and DX came out to help Triple H, but meanwhile, the NWO was just on stage the night before jerking each other off with Triple H. And yes. the NWO was Sting's biggest enemy. And I don't care yes. about the fucking wolf pack, whatever. But Hall, Hogan, and Nash were like the greatest adversaries for Sting in WCW. None of it made any fucking sense. And just putting it there for the sake of putting it there to see that, that visual of DX lined up against the end. That doesn't do anything for me. No. It's fucking stupid. No. No one wanted a Triple H versus Sting match in the first no, place. That's just Triple H jerking himself yeah. off. There's a million and saying, Sting I matches. I can do this because I'm Triple H and yeah, I can yeah. do this. Yeah, there's a million Sting matches we wanted before Sting Triple H. And I love Triple H. I think Triple H is a great wrestler. I enjoy his matches, but I don't want to see him versus Sting. That means nothing to me. That doesn't mean a I, fucking I think thing. The disconnect with me and Triple H is that because we are so often fed the line that he's one of like the all-time great sure i feel the need to push back extra hard against that because i don't think he is he's sure. very much not that inner circle mount rushmore guy not even no. fucking remotely Just close very solid he's, but he's the guy who worked with that guy yes you know yes. triple h was great at being the guy who worked with that guy but yes. he's not that guy Hunt, but that yeah but and being that no guy is important. That. Yeah, being yes, that guy being is that important. Guy is very important. Yeah. Like Piper is yes. that guy. Piper is Triple H. Triple H is Piper. Piper does not go on Mount Rushmore, but Piper is very fucking important. Yes, hundred percent. You need that person to bounce off of, and he was great at that. Yeah, hundred. You know, but because of this way, like Triple H has been able to manicure his history and yes, manicure what he got it, yes. to do, like it has made me so viscerally angry like no he does not get to do that he does not get to be that guy despite what he thinks despite what who he's married to it's just not realistic i agree i agree joe real fat you bring up wrestling the only other thing i did this week was i went to AEW. remember i told you oh, i was I'm, gonna go i thought you were gonna be the one that fired dolph ziggler <laughs> Oh, I went to Grand Slam, had a great time. Your boy MJF did so much promo work. They had this boy working overtime because we talked last week about how tickets were mm -hmm. so bad. Uh, they I they didn't obviously sell the place out, but they got up to to ten eleven thousand from the seven thousand. They I was gonna sold. Say the pictures I saw seemed pretty good. Yes, it was. We walked in. 
And I was like, whoa, there's a lot more people. I took a video to show my friends. And I was like, look, it's like there's spaces throughout, but it's pretty packed up here and down below. So I was very surprised that uh, they got a big house like that. So it worked mm -hmm. out because the atmosphere is great. It's a New York crowd. They had New York stuff. You know, Eddie Kingston going for a belt, MJF in the main event. You know, we were fired up for that. The acclaimed, they love the acclaimed, you know. So it's a fun place to be. And why? Yes, yeah, scissor me, daddy ass, baby. They had a great shirt. The Statue of Liberty with scissors. It says scissor me, New York. Nice. It's a great shirt. They love it. I, I love the acclaimed. Not because, like, like I don't watch really anything. Sure. So it's not like I'm single on the map. But I, I didn't work with Caster before he got big, but I knew of him. We did a, a thing one time for, uh, for WWE, uh, the two of us. So I knew him very you know, and now I know him through the major sure. pod stuff. Um, but it, it's cool to see him get that kind of burn. And Bowens, I feel like I had his first or second match in the business. So whenever I see them doing stuff, I'm just like, it gives me like a really good feeling. I'm like, wow, like I got I got to work with these guys who are fucking champions. Same thing with MJF. Like I wrestled MJF his first year. He was teaming with at the time um Bronson from the Iron Savages. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was the two of them, and then it was me and Habib from the car wash, and I think it was a it. couple other teams. It was a four corners tag, if I remember correctly. But like now I can look back on that and say, I, I wrestled the world heavyweight champion. That's, That's pretty right. fucking cool. You're welcome, I should, MJF. <laughs> I should probably get an MJF figure, you know, for my like I should I should have one of those walls, like the guys people I, I made walls. people I, I worked, Pe yeah. I made the people I made. <laughs> Val Venus, Demolition, <laughs> oh. Little Guido, MJF. It's a, long, it's a great list, bro. The Acclaimed. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I had a good Neil time. Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> my prediction did not come through. I lost I my saw that. Here. Thank God. Well, I mean, it, it was close, bro. There was some spot, bro. We were like, oh, my God. It was great. Great false finish. But, you know. It made sense. It uh, but still, they're not doing a title match at this pay per view. So my thinking was that they needed a title match for this pay per view. They're not. They're gonna do a fucking Ring of Honor tie. They need to get these fucking tag belts off these people. It's driving me crazy. They have a built-in feud with Matt Taven and this other guy, uh, Bennett. You know, Mrs. Maria. Sure. And uh, but there's like a built-in feud, and uh, so they have a, a number one contenders match, and those people lose to some random team, and it's just like, what are we doing? What are we? Why is MJF fighting this this terrible opening <laughs> act team? Like, what are we doing? It's your world champion. Come on! Oh, he drives me crazy. This Tony Khan. I, I, I there was a rumor going around today that apparently he was interested in buying New Japan. Really. That'd just, be interesting. I just thought that was uh, like I don't see what the value would be for him. You know what I mean? Like he already owns so much, and it's no, not like no you bring point. it's not like there's a lot of value in America for owning New Japan. And likewise, there's not a lot of like once a Japanese company is bought by an American, it's not like they're gonna flock to support that American's company now. You know what I mean? Yes. So I don't know how true that was, but it was something that came across my desk, and I was just a little bit uh, intrigued, should I say. 
He needs to just uh, focus on uh, the wrestlers he has. Please, let's not start signing people who just got released. We have enough people who don't get TV time, so let's not do that. Well, I mean, if you're going to sign anyone, who are you signing? I mean, honestly, I think they would sign Matt Riddle would be the one that they would sign. Of all, See, I would say Ziggler. I think Ziggler is the one. For, but especially I think, for the guys in their company, like Ziggs can still go. I get it, but I think the price on Ziggler, why are we spending all that money on Ziggler to bring him in? What are we because we're not spending him? it on Punk. Okay, I get that. Right, that's because the way I look at it. To me, we, like we, you know, I love Dolph Ziggler. Of course, I would want yes. to see him do that, and you know, but, but I mean, I just I don't think Dolph Ziggler's coming in, and all of a sudden he's immediately in the title picture, and they're like using him in main events like that. I just think he's going to be just like John Morrison signed there. Now he's just another guy there. I mean, to, to this he's, guy, he's he's better than Morrison, though, right? I, I think so. I mean, you know, but Morrison still he can still go. He's still, but that's the thing matches. too is like. I say like he's bigger than Morrison and and yeah he he probably is but like Morrison is still a name guy. Morrison's yeah. been literally everywhere doing things, so, yeah. Yeah, so it's I mean my thing is and I don't know Ziggler. I don't know how motivated he may be yeah. to like go out and jump and right back into something else. Or whatever. Yeah. Not even just prove himself, but he just spent 20 fucking years in the WWE. Yeah. Like that's a long time. And it is. throughout that time, he's had like the most, what is it? The second most matches, the second most TV matches in WWE history. He's been Sounds on house good. shows. He's been making towns. He's literally done everything every week. So if, if you're Nick Nemeth now, hmm. are you that excited to just jump right back on the road? Or do you want to take some time off? Maybe I don't know. I don't know if he's feeling extra beat up. I don't know if he's in, you know, like I, I just, I don't know, but I would think that someone who's been there as long as he has and has accomplished all that he has is pretty good on money for a little bit. Yeah. Maybe doesn't need to jump at the first opportunity, but maybe doesn't, maybe doesn't even want to do this at all anymore. Maybe he wants to do more with his comedy. Maybe he wants to get into acting. Maybe he wants to go and take that Brazzers offer that he has sitting on the table for years now. <laughs> you know, it's things like that. I, I don't know. I could, I could very easily see someone in that position saying, you know what? I did 20 years at the number one company in one of the top spots for a really fucking long time gonna go home and play fantasy football now wouldn't blame him i, exactly. I totally i totally get it yeah i totally get taking some time to yourself well, we'll see i don't know i guess right 90 days we'll find out in 90 days but what a fucking career right i i, I thought he was a lifer i didn't think he would ever i figured he'd be there till he was ready to leave i figured this was coming at some point he didn't but it hasn't seem... come yet, you know what I mean? So like that's, but that's at thing. this I, point. I think it's I think he's I would think his name has been kind of in the tumbler for this think, for yes. a while. Sure. And um wow, it's just it's weird that they did it in the way that they did, right? Like doesn't it feel like a little fucked up? Like not necessarily that they fired him or released him. I mean, you get that kind of run at a company at some point everything has to come to an end. But yeah. just no pomp and circumstance, no kind of thank you, Dolph, no kind of 
you know, just a respect for what he gave your company for this amount of time. That seems to be a little fucked up. Like for someone that was there 20 years, for someone that main evented shows, for someone that went on all the international tours, made all the house shows, you know, all, all everything. For someone that did that much for your company, this is a first ballot Hall of Fame career when you put it on a piece of paper. Oh, you know 100%. I mean? Yes. The and other people just, that get in there. <laughs> yeah. He's like there should have been some kind of I will remember you. But they don't, that's not how they roll, you know, especially now. It's not, it's well, not especially their decision, now, right? It's, it's especially the corporate thing. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But just this it, happened, this happened to UFC when UFC got first bought by Endeavor. Endeavor, uh, you know, people like Chuck Liddell got fired. People who Dana said had jobs for life, you know, this guy yeah, is yeah, going to yeah. be here. You know, being just a brand ambassador, whatever bullshit, you know, please. How much were they really paying fucking Chuck uh, Liddell? You know, that's like when the, the old athlete retires and he gets a job just going yeah. around to all the, like Ray Bork, I know, does this with the Bruins. He just walks around to all the VIP suites and shakes everybody's hands and thanks them for coming to support the team. Why not? He deserves that shit. You yeah. know, why not? <laughs> Make enough money. They can, they can afford it. These fucking jerks. Especially when you sign a $2 billion TV contract. Hours before you start Yo, releasing and, and people. Once again, like, real how messed up scummy. is that? They signed this huge deal to bring SmackDown to the USA Network. Then they go out and fire. And also, not even counting the people who were fired, did yeah. Johnny Gargano go out of his way just to not pick up his phone that day? Well, fucking disconnected his service. Nope. Changed nope. his number. Like <laughs> I got Verizon now, guys. <laughs> I love it. Oh, listen, some people are going to be safe. You know, they're Triple H guys. Maybe Triple H is like, please, I need these folks. I need these little people. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Gargano. Oh, yeah. Wrestling. It's fun. <laughs> That's wrestling for you. Real scummy. <laughs> I mean, just because I don't watch it on a weekly basis doesn't mean that I don't follow what's still going on. I'd still like to yeah. think of it in some way as, as my business. So I try to keep tabs, but. You know, you hate seeing anyone lose their jobs, especially when it's people that really had nothing to do with it. Like Rick Boogs. Like, what the fuck are you firing Rick Boogs for? What did yes, he do? Half these people. You like, ain't use these people all this time. That, and it's like, oh. You didn't use these people, <laughs> except for Ali been begging for his release for like Begging motherfucker's now. been dying for that release. Finally, he's, he's getting a fucking pay-per-view title match and they fired him a week before. They don't even let him do the match. Like, what are we Yo, doing? You, you, how about they announce that they're going to do the pay-per-view elimination chamber in Australia, in Perth. Yes. And Emma retweets it and says, this is a dream come true because she's Australian. And she's going to be able to go wrestle WWE on a pay-per-view in, you know, in front of her home people. And an hour later, she gets released. And she then retweets that and says, Whoops, jumped the gun. I'm not with WWE anymore. It's so ridiculous. How crazy oh is that? They said that show is going to be live in Australia. Yes. Australian time. So it's it's going to be like 6 a.m. for 6 the East Coast United States time. Yep, 3 a.m. on the West. Ooh, I love me Nuts. some 6, 6 a.m. I mean, wrestling. I got to love because I get up at that time so I can watch a whole pay-per-view before anyone wakes up. I love that. I love the idea of it just because it, for the people who are fans in Australia, like, yeah, yeah that's awesome. you know what? That's great for you because you're not giving them a one o'clock in the afternoon yeah. pay-per-view when always. So now, yeah, this is an event for them. 
If you guys want to watch it in the United States, you can wake up and watch it. If not, you watch you're it more later. than welcome to watch the replay. When you wake up, you put play from the beginning and you watch it. That's why. That's the good thing. Well, about play the from the Peacock. beginning doesn't work. On oh, Peacock. that's right. It doesn't work on Peacock. He's fucking jerks. <laughs> oh, man. That, man, WWE, that old network WWE, WWE Network was so fucking It was good. fucking. What? How did they perfect a streaming service 10, 15 years? How, how did they do that? And now no streaming service can compete. The search functions were good. The layout was great. Everything was super user-friendly. The minute it, it was, was done, great. it was on there to start. Yeah. Like You didn't have to wait. You got to wait for fucking, what are we doing? Tune in 30 minutes late. You start from the beginning. Great. No problems. No issues. Unbelievable. Peacock. I can't find shit on Peacock with the way they classify everything and put everything in different uh, bookmarks and what. Oh, terrible. Ridiculous! Oh man! Oh, you got anything else, Joe? You watch anything else this week? It was the beginning mm. of a certain season, wasn't it? Oh, you don't say, Joseph. Yes, mm. it was. <laughs> it's the season. The spooky snake season. Oh, Joe, Joe, Joe. It's your favorite time of year, baby. Spooky snake season. Oh, baby. Are you excited to kick this off? If I was any more excited, I'd have to be twins just to handle it. And then you'd be evil twins coming out of an elevator with blood. Yeah, or locked in a closet or with four arms or whatever. I look like fucking Goro from Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Uh, To kick off... Our first week of six weeks of horror here. I decided to make Joe watch a movie called Cobweb. Mm, look at that a little little movie there. It came out this year. It was uh, it's it's the movie. It's the movie people are talking about because uh, it's been described as this year's barbarian malignant. Where the movie takes some twists and turns that maybe you weren't seeing coming, right? Like, it kind of takes a turn in the second act, takes a turn in the third act, and uh, keeps you on your toes. So I thought this would be a, a fun movie. I like to show Joe some current stuff to start us off. See, see the pulse of the horror community, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> Joe, what, what what does IMDb say that this movie is about? Uh, so Cobweb, like Gomez said, he watched it earlier this year, but I have not. So I had to look it up on IMDb, and it tells me. That an eight-year-old boy tries to investigate the mysterious knocking sounds that are coming from inside the walls of his house, unveiling a dark secret that his sinister parents have kept hidden from him. Mm, That's good. It's a good description. Doesn't get into too many details. Pretty good. I like it. So this movie stars Lizzie Kaplan and Anthony Starr as the parents. Lizzie Kaplan, we know, I think, best from Mean Girls. Anthony Starr, obviously Homelander from The Boys. And 
that's, that's about it. That for what yeah. we know about this movie, we get some kid who plays a kid and some other woman the te- who plays the teachers, a teacher. She's she's in other stuff, but nothing crazy. Um, the biggest names of this is is Seth Rogen is one of the producers. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's cool. <laughs> so Seth Rogen and uh, was it Evan Goldberg? He he works yeah. with all the time. Yes, so it's the, that's his boy. the two of them are on the producers of this movie. Oh, interesting! The first horror movie that they've ever worked with. Yeah, uh, as producers. So has a little burn through that, and people were surprised by how little uh, promotion went into this movie, seeing as how those two guys were involved on the producer end of it. But yes, hundred percent. It just kind of just dropped. It just kind of dropped. Like I think it was like July, something like that. July. It just came out for one weekend. Uh, I didn't get to see it uh, right away because it was it was out it was out of movie theaters in days. I finally saw I saw mm-hmm. I had to rent it on VOD when it came out a couple weeks later. You know, it was just, I hate that shit. And listen, it's one of these movies that it's it's a horror. It's what you expect a low budget horror movie to be, at least in my eyes. Sure. It's not a lot to it, not some elaborate sets, not no. so, even there's not a lot of elaborate anything. It's trying to no, build up very, suspense through yes, your story. It's tension. Yes, it's tension building. Yeah. So, and I think for a while, it does a decent job at that. For a while, mm-hmm. near the beginning, you're like, oh, well, what the fuck's going on yes, here? It's because very it's creepy. Building suspense. Yeah. There's a lot of creepiness. Something's going off. On. Something's off about these parents, you know. But like the thing is, like, you don't know if something's off about the parents or whether you're just that's Thinking a MacGuffin. Because, yes, because like, you is know that the, the movie. swerve? Is that the yeah. swerve? Is that the parents of the bad people sure. here? That's what I'm wondering about. That's the kind of thing I'm thinking about as I'm watching this movie. And I'm like, okay, I really don't know what's happening here, but I'm I'm following what's happening. I thought the story is very easy to follow. It's not one of yeah. these movies okay. where I got to go through hoops to try to follow along with what the story is this is very kind of straightforward here's what's happening this boy's hearing shit through his walls he's kind of a loner he gets beat up at school his parents are fucking weird and overprotective and it's because what they say is oh we don't celebrate halloween because years ago a girl on this block got kidnapped on halloween we never seen her again so now the kid get finally He's he's hearing these voices, tells him he's got to stand up for himself. He finally beats the shit out of the bully, fucking hurts him really bad, mm-hmm. knocks him down a flight of stairs, <clears throat> breaks his leg, gets kicked out of school, which I think is a little harsh for a first time offense, especially when you factor in that the bully's been a fucking bully for God knows how long now. I think but, it's the broken leg. If it was just an ass kicking, I think they would have been OK with it. But I think when motherfucker gets fucked up like that, it's a little much. See, now, I don't know what kind of timeline we're dealing with for this movie either. Like, how many days does this take place over? Because it it's feels like be, it's a very short period It's got to be time. short because it's built into Halloween. Because they're, like, yeah. prepping for Halloween. It's very fall atmosphere. But I feel like maybe there's that this movie would take place over, like, a 10-day span. Sure, if you told me and it took a week, yeah. One of the things that really concerns me in this movie is, is the teacher. What's wrong with the teacher, bro? Because the teacher bothers the fuck out of me. Too, too into the shit? Was Way what? too into it. Way too soon. <laughs> She's the substitute teacher. The real teacher is going to be out a while. Having I don't, I don't fucking know. She's going to get a fucking pedicure, rhinoplasty. Who the fuck cares? So the, the real teacher is out of the picture. The substitute comes in 
And fucking 15 minutes later, she shows up at the kid's house, uninvited, <laughs> unannounced, just saying, is your son okay? He's pretty fucking weird, don't you think? Is everything okay in here? It's fucking, like, at that point, do you not know what goes on in this world? Like, that should have her arrested or at least detained or brought down. She should lose her job for shit like that. It's fucking nuts. And then she shows up again another time independently saying, oh, I wanted to give him back this fucking math test. Can I see him? What the fuck do you think this is? In what universe do you think you could just show up at a fucking eight-year-old student's house and ask to see him? 100%. Nuts. That teacher would have been fired. 100%. There's so many protocols that have to be done if you think something is happening. Gomez, if I was your, <laughs> if I was your daughter's substitute teacher. Especially and substitute. <laughs> and I've been the, the substitute teacher now for an entire four hours. And tonight, I come knocking on your door and say, hey, is, is Shiloh okay? You would be like, money, who the fuck are you? It's like, what the fuck? What is happening? 100%. I'd be stupefied. Like, what? Who, who are you? Especially because I don't know you. There is a very good opportunity. You may grab the poker from your fireplace and try to stab me on your doorstep for shit like that. I definitely would be a little like, but why are you here? Exactly. I'd be a little stern, like, uh, wh what's going on here? And then what if I said, oh, can I see her? Like, what? See these hands, son. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this movie is fucking stupid. And then the fact, <laughs> then the fact yep. that, so we get the reveal. And I can spoil this now. The movie's been out a while. If you want to see it, you know where to find it. Where can we find it, Gomez? Where did we find it this week? I have no fucking idea. VOD, VOD. You can rent it for $3.99 <laughs> on all your Amazon Prime, Apple, all that stuff. So that's where we found it this week. This fucking movie. So it turns out that the voices behind the wall. Yeah, who's the voices in the wall? What's happening? Here? It's this boy Peter's long-lost older sister that disappeared. Apparently, his parents gave birth to a freak baby, and they locked her in a fucking cell behind the wall, and now she's trying to talk to him, but she waited all these goddamn years because she had to wait until he was ready to hear what she wanted to tell him. Yeah, bro. He's got to get some balls. got to get some muscles, what Motherfucker. she's asking to do. I'll tell you what. You lock me in a cell. I am not shutting the fuck up. You lock me behind a no. clock in a cell behind a clock in a wall. I am not stopping. If I'm alive, I'm fucking screaming. Help me. Help Don't you think me. that's how it started? And maybe this person got the ass beat every day for doing that. So now what? you got to quietly. Peter, she whispers everything. Come over here, Peter. You know, it's a whisper. But like, if you're the parent, just fucking kill her. If you have a freak baby locked up behind the clock, how are you feeding her? A bucket of fish heads? Like this is Bart Simpson's Simpsons, brother Hugo? Yes. It's the Simpsons. It's the Treehouse of Horror. 100% But that's it is. exactly what this movie is. It's the Treehouse of Horror with the free... And then we realize, oh, maybe we can, we put the wrong kid in the cell, right? It's like, oh, well, you know. Uh, when you hear, just because someone's whispering things to you, 
how can you trust this person? How, like this boy is very trusting. What would you think that that was your sister behind the wall? Would you believe that? Now, putting myself in the mindset of a lonely eight-year-old boy who really has no friends. Sure. And he's got very fucking weird parents who don't want him to do anything. He's got like he's got no social life. I'll tell you what, if someone's being nice to me, the odds are I might believe this weird voice I get in that. the wall. Okay, I get it. Yeah. So that's not it. of all the things I, I have it. a problem with, <laughs> which are many, uh, that's actually not one of them. Okay. I know what it's like to be lonely. I know what it's like to feel alone. And sometimes you just need that one soothing, comforting voice offering their hand in friendship, their emotional support. And sometimes that makes you bold enough to stand up for yourself, push a bully down a flight of stairs, and then become the man that you were supposed to be. Make you put rat poison in the fucking chili. Oh, Whatever they, they, they were loving that chili, <laughs> loving that shit. Oh, well, it was man. some kind of soup or something, right? It was soup. It was like, so you gotta eat your soup, <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's some rat poison or something in there. They start projectile vomiting blood. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's a little bit different this way. It tastes like, yeah, it's like, oh, honey, did you do something different? <laughs> you notice the little is boy that, is that cinnamon? Mm. And the, the homelander starts projectile vomiting pure black. It's nice. It was interesting. It was good. And then, and then get, what? And then what happened? So now we got to let the sister out, right? Now we got to let the sister out. It turns well, out I don't know. that maybe we shouldn't have. We shouldn't have done that because she was just pretending to be sweet. That way she could get freed from the captivity of these fucking horrible people who have been imprisoning her all these years, and she has taught herself to crawl around like a spider. Like a little Hence the thing. name Cobweb. Whoa. So you could say that knowing the title going into the movie was a little bit of foreshadowing. <laughs> Joe, now, while this this is happening, where the monster's now coming out of the, the closet, so, something else is happening in this movie, huh? Well, yeah, as as this happens, Peter's bully and I guess his <laughs> older brothers. Yeah. I don't know what other way to explain that is. I, sure. I guess it's his older cousins or whatever is, you know, but his older family, you know, whether it's his brothers, his cousins, they come in to like, you know, ransack the house and beat him up <laughs> on Halloween night. <laughs> and it's so weird to me that. While Peter's family is very fucking weird, right? His, he's weird. His parents are weird. It doesn't appear that the rest of the neighborhood is, you know, any different from what you would expect a normal neighborhood to <laughs> sure. be. Yeah. Yet when they pull up, there's no lights on on anybody's no. houses. There's no porch like lights a, or anything. There's like no one out trick or treating. Yeah, it's like, like the middle of me, nowhere. All the kids were just talking about all the costumes they wanted to wear for Halloween. Yet there's no one in Peter's block doing that. There's no one showing up. There's no one wondering why. They're just walking into this fucking house screaming bloody murder that they're finding dead Peter parents on the fucking floor <laughs> in pools of blood and puke. And it turns out that the monster, who we never really get a very clear look at. We just get these very quick uh, glances and cuts at where 
she's doing spidery stuff. So you'll see yeah. like all the limbs bent towards the like she's doing that Bray Wyatt spot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like exactly the crab walk, right? The but crab like she walk, can yeah. she can go up and like on the walls and shit too. She's yeah. like taught herself how to because she was in this very slim yes. uh cell for a while, like a long um almost like a, a chimney type thing. So she's taught herself to like bridge up between doorways and shit. Uh Sarah is her name, by the way. Uh mm. so so Sarah is doing fucking cobwebby shit and then when she realizes that these people are here to hurt Peter, she takes it upon herself to hurt them. Of Not course. just hurt them, but murder them. But it's while this good. is going on, Peter had earlier made a phone call to his teacher, Miss Divine. It's a lot going on. <laughs> if, if you're going to call anyone, call the one person that gives a shit about you. And this part I agree with. Miss Divine, the substitute teacher, is the only person who's ever given a shit about Peter. She comes running to the house and walks in on what the fuck? Even? What the, exactly, bro. I'm like, this poor teacher, this poor substitute. What did you get yourself into, honey? This is why. Despite, mind your business. You mind your fucking business. And listen, a summer vacation every year sounds really good. But don't go into teaching. The money's not there. You're going to have to give up that vacation and work summer school anyway to be able to pay your rent. It's just not worth it. And especially, you don't want to be getting fucking phone calls from students saying, please come save me from my spider save my life. <laughs> These are crazy. I fucking poisoned both my parents and I'm being chased by a fucking freak spider girl who's, I, I don't know, three, four years older than me and has been living in a wall for all these years. You need to be the one to save me. Fuck you. Call the superintendent at that point. I'm just a fucking substitute, bro. Uh, did it seem like her hair was like alive, right? Like, didn't her hair kind of move or weird? Like, I feel like when, when she first came out of that thing, I was like, oh, she's like a demon. Like, she's like the devil. It's like, no, she's just a, a little creepy looking kid who just yeah, has from, these little. She's just physically deformed from what I kind of <laughs> took out of it. It's like, like well, I didn't get the sense that she was like possessed or anything. No, no, that I just thought, like, oh, this is what it's going to be. Like, especially because, like, when she first comes out, right? Once he opens the door, she like starts cackling like it's like <laughs> I'm free. Yeah, like very, very fucking weird. Like, because obviously she's putting on like the sweet girl voice yes. to to you know lull Peter into a false sense of security, and then one, but yeah, she becomes like a witch after that, like yeah, a Halloween like, oh, witch. Must be some kind of demon or some shit. No, nah, I don't think so. She yeah, she's like the fourth kind. Sanderson sister. <laughs> Oh man. So do you get like the comparisons how this movie takes lots of turns, right? It's not exactly like those movies, but in the vein of where this movie does go all over the place, doesn't it? But at the same time, I think it takes turns in the sense that it's trying to deflect the real and and don't get me wrong, it's a horror movie, so you assume like this sweet voice probably is something not so sweet. Yes, you, you know, know something. Do, do not accept this for what you think it is at face value. Yeah. Um but it is trying to deflect where it's almost got you questioning whether you wonder if 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 it's too obvious or something like that. Yes, so. cuz right right when he's unlocking the door, the mother's still alive and she's like, "No, do she's not like, let, do her, not her, let out. her out." And you're like, "Oh shit, wait a minute. Maybe the mom isn't like a bad person." <laughs> you know. So yeah, that's good. Oh 
Hmm. Right. Sounds like uh, I'm trying to, you know, I think you're gauging. I'm trying to gauge. I'm trying to see. I, I think. All right. I'm hit some music. Let's let's see how we're doing here. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? Right, Joe. Cobweb. Came out a couple months ago, 2023 release. One of the newest releases here. What, what, what do you think on the main man standings? So every year, and we've been doing this show for a number of years now, we come along to the spooky snake season, and inevitably, I am very disappointed for a month and a half. You get sad, Joe, for a month and a half because I hate this fucking genre. And this kind of movie is exactly why. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so, like I said, this movie is trying to build it up with some suspense and some tension. And then, like, it kind of does that because you catch yourself wondering, oh, okay, these people are fucking weird, but there's this fucking creepy voice. Maybe it's not that you don't want to believe the obvious. But then this movie kind of falls apart. And it doesn't follow through on that suspense. And it doesn't follow through on that tension. And this whole last scene where the substitute teacher's coming over and there's just this weird monster running around killing everyone, it is so almost ineffective because they do all these... Every scene, every everything is such a quick cut with an end. You don't see what's happening. You don't see what Sarah the freak looks like, the monster, the deformity looks like you're just seeing things very quick and everything is supposed to put it so you can't get a clear view and you're just seeing the results of what Sarah is doing and at that point I feel like you've lost so much of what could make this scary so this movie is not even half as bad as some of the other movies I have had to sit through for the six weeks of horror performances but it's still I wouldn't say this is a good movie. I would say this movie is a double main man, two stars. But it's very much got me on the foot where I'm like, this is one of the movies Gomez said wasn't going to be so bad. So now I can't even imagine what the rest of the season is going to be look like. <laughs> uh, I'm not too far behind. This is a two and a half movie. It's got some good stuff. It's got some not good stuff. It's, uh, I thought you, I didn't think you would hate it, and you didn't hate it. I mean, two was not like hating the movie. Um, I thought, let me see, I didn't think, I think you, I thought you'd be more into it. I thought you'd be more into the, the build up and getting to that. Is, is she good? Like, oh, like I thought you'd really be digging that whole thing, but I do understand throwing that teacher shit in there is not good. It, it kind of, like, like it's like, ugh, all right, it's like you're messing up my shit here because it's, it's, it's a little very too much, much so, absolutely. Yeah. So I get that. I get when you say that. I'm like, okay, I get how that could that could take you out of it, especially when she, there's a, a point where after she does it the first time and the parents call to complain, she's like confronted by the principal who's like, "Did you do this?" And she's like, "Well, yeah." And he's like, "Well, don't do that." Like, yeah. no, like that would that teacher would be out the door. Enough. Okay, bye bye. Adios. We need. 
We need teachers, Joe. We can't be firing I know, we're teachers. Such a teacher shortage. So she's like, I guess you can go to the student house. <laughs> so yes, I thought you'd be more on board with this suspense, and then I thought that last half you'd be like, all right, the craziness with the killing and the and the creepiness. I thought you'd be a little like it would bring it down for you, but so you didn't. You didn't even get the buildup. So that's that, that makes me sad. I understand. No, I, I felt like there is there's some tension as to like just trying to figure out who it is but then i feel like it doesn't pay off at all because at, by the point where everything's coming around the biggest thing for me was that the kid actually poisoned his parents yeah it was crazy yeah because i didn't think he had it in him and then when the reveal of that comes along where the father makes the comment like oh is this is that, yeah is that cinnamon after they made a point of saying that the rat poison earlier smells, in the movie yeah, like cinnamon, smells yeah. like cinnamon, yeah. that's when I was like, I was like, oh fuck, like okay, got yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, he notices the boy ain't eating the soup. It's like, wait a minute, motherfucker. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, listen, I'll take it. A two is not a bad start because Joe be hating some movies sometimes. So I'll yes. take a two. I'll take a two. And I'll gladly get ready for next week, Joe. What you got for me, Gomez? We're going to the movies this week, Joe. The only time time we're going to the movies this month, unless I'm missing something. I don't think anything is popping up at the end of the month. But, uh, bro, you've heard of Barbenheimer this week, Joe? It's Saw Patrol. Are you ready for Saw Patrol? There no. is a new Paw Patrol movie. Don't worry, we won't be watching that. Oh, thank God. So you drop your kids off in that movie theater, and then you go on down, and you check out Saw X, baby. It's been a while since we had a new Saw movie. I know we had Spiral a year or two ago with Chris Rock, but that's not a Saw movie. It's from the book of Saw. It doesn't count. This is a Saw movie that has John Kramer. That's the main guy. That's the Jigsaw killer. And so this is supposed to be a, a prequel. This takes place, I think this is Saw 2, technically. Like, this is in between 1 and 2, maybe 2 and 3, but I think it was between 1 and 2. Either way, it's 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 basically like Saw 1.2 or some shit like that, you know. I'm excited. Do I need to have seen the other Saw movies to No, be, because I think it's a prequel, I think, you know, maybe there might be a callback to something that will happen later on in the series. But this is supposed to be a safe, a self-contained thing that Jigsaw did in between movies. Because I believe the only one I've seen, I guess this would actually be the sequel to that then. Because yes, that's why the only one I have seen is the Saw one that we watched probably for the very first six weeks of horror we did. It's been a while, and if I'm not mistaken, I mean, I remember you like loving the movie. Am I off? I thought it was very good. Yeah, I remember like you were a big fan of Saw. Which it was a I psychological loved. thriller, and I was yes, able to get into that. And the ending did surprise me. And I was like, oh my God, like like that reveal fucking popped the shit out of me. So that's every Saw movie has a reveal like that. Every Saw movie, the music kicks in. Dun, 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 and then you find out something about the that's, killer that's isn't who you that- think. I don't want to get us copyrighted, so I had to okay. do a poor imitation of the music. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I'm excited, baby. So, woo. I love it. I'm Mm-mm. sure it's going to make a shit ton of money. I would think so. To start off the season. Yeah. 
You know, it's, it, and Saw movies always do good. Saw movies. Saw movies always do good, and we're seeing right now, like I just said, the the Nun Part Two is you know over sixty nine million dollars now in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, real fast, Joe, before we hit some music to wrap up this episode, I just wanted to give uh, one recommendation. I've been watching nothing but scary movies this week. I think I watched six of them this week. I'm in the horror mood. I'm ready to go. Uh, so I just want to talk about one real fast. It was the main release this week, right? We always get one release on one of these streaming services. The big movie this week was called No One Will Save You. This is on Hulu. It is a home invasion movie, but with an alien. So there's a lady home. All of a sudden, some shit's happening in her house, and there's a fucking alien. The alien's the one coming fucking shit up. And it is nonstop. I mean, the alien comes within like 15 minutes, and it's nonstop. Being chased by an alien, stuff is happening. The movie has almost no dialogue. Maybe four words are spoken in the whole movie. It's very interesting because pretty much it's this one girl trying to get away from the alien. There are a couple characters here and there, but you'll see why there isn't a lot of dialogue. I love this movie. I've been complaining, right? I was talking about 2023 horror movie here. It's not working for me. It's not It's not a lot of good stuff. But this movie, ooh, it worked. I loved it. I'm a big fan. Check it out. It's on Hulu. No one will save you. Check it out, Joseph. I think you would like it. It came out too late. I would have threw it in there. I would have said, Joe, check this out. But it's one of these things where I ain't hear about it until fucking Friday morning when it came out. When people were like, oh, you know this guy made this other movie spontaneous a couple years ago that was great? He made a new movie, and it's out. One of these things. Mm-hmm. So everyone was talking about it all weekend. Check it out, folks. You too, Joseph. You'll want to I will not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you guys want to do the extra credit, feel free. <laughs> And now, Joseph, let's spin some uh, let's spin some wheel here. Let, let's go. All right. It's now time for the big finish. Finish time. You ready, baby? Oh yeah. Spinning it. Oh my god, Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler, no! No, no. Oh. <laughs> Bro, it all like for the third or fourth week in a row. And I reshuffle this board every time. Every time we go on, I reshuffle this five times. And it always just misses Adam Sandler movies. Instead, Joe, we will be talking about our favorite Looney Tune characters. This will be fun. This should be easy and fun, I think. Ooh. Hmm. Here we go. I'm are you gonna go like chalk? You're gonna be like Bugs Bunny's the best? I mean, I mean Bugs Bunny's pretty good. It's been a while since I've actually watched Looney Tunes cartoons. But I mean Bugs you know, okay. Marvin the Martian is gonna yes. be number one for me. That's number one for me, baby. Marvin, me the Martian, Marvin the Martian I think is great. Um, he was colored so differently than the rest of them. Like he always just stood out, and yes, I was just thought he was cool whenever I would see him. Space uh, modulator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two for me, which doesn't hold up in today's world, but even as a kid, oh I was like, here we oh, go, this fucking rules. Pepe Le Pew. 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think I'm gonna go Foghorn Leghorn number two. I was a big. I say I say, boy, what are, what are you doing here, boy? Cut that out. <laughs> I, I see you as a Foghorn Leghorn. Guy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, and then number three for me. I mean, I kind of gotta go Daffy Duck. Daffy Duck brought me so Not many labs. Um, he was the perfect foil. I always did love a good chicken shit heel. My favorite transformer is Starscream. I love Cobra Commander. Uh, I love those chicken shit heels. The guys who want to be bad until you get tough with them. Then they want to cower down. And I think Daffy Duck is one of the preeminent chicken shit heels. 100%. Um, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to go with the Tasmanian Devil, Taz. I loved his Tasmania show, right? He had his own show. Come to Tasmania. Come to Tasmania. Loved it. I loved his video game, where it was basically like, you know, those games we play now on the fucking app. It was a Game Boy just... game, right? <clears throat> no, I, I, he probably did, but I'm thinking more just like the Super Nintendo, where you're just running, you're spinning down the highway, and you got to eat the little Kiwi guys and avoid the cars oh, and cool. stuff like that. Yeah, it's basically like the games we play on our app. Speed Racer, you know, Temple Run. It's like a yeah, Temple okay, Run yeah, game, yeah. pretty much. You know, except your Taz and shit like that. I always love that shit. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Nice and easy. Yeah. So what, what did you have, Gomez? Who did you have, top three? So we had Marvin the Martian. We had Foghorn Leghorn. And we rounded it out with Tasmanian Devil. And I had Marvin the Martian. I had Pepe La Pew. Please don't <laughs> hold it against me. And I had Daffy Duck. So remember to leave your top three Looney Tunes characters down in the comments below this video. Otherwise, remember to have subscribed to this show. Leave a five-star review. Follow us on all the social media at Jomez. Guys, thank you for listening every week. Like I was saying before about seeing all the listens and downloads pop up in weird states. That's really cool to see. When I get to open a the app that hosts this show and it shows us where people are listening from all the different states all the different countries like people around the world that listen to this show it's pretty damn cool man so we really appreciate that thank you please continue to do so follow all my personal stuff at the joe shoes gomez and i are going to be seeing each other soon maybe give you a little vlog ski because we will both be attending new york comic-con because i making a special trip to meet some special people and no gomez is not that special people but no. <laughs> otherwise you can buy a t-shirt to help support at pro slash joe shoes and of course youtube.com slash joe shoes mm, the gomez 154 instagram twitter blue sky follow me there because i'll be watching scary movies and i'll be putting up what i'm watching so if you want to see what i'm watching maybe you want to see what you should watch let me know i was yes Gomez has been doing a whole thread of all the movies that he's been watching so if you need some ideas for some bonus credit spooky snake season movies follow him everywhere at the gomez 154 yes baby we'll be back next week with saw x so make sure to head to your local theater establishment we're gonna watch saw x and this is the story of a young boy named jigsaw he likes doing puzzles and so we're gonna watch a movie about that apparently it's supposed to be interesting but gomez until then let's make like tom and cruise
Peace.